0: welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I will be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place here in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at Pod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate review and share the show wherever you may be listening it really helps us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has now let's just get into it. Hi hello how are we hope everyone had a good weekend and is having a good week so far. On today's episode I'm going to be talking about my ghost hunt at Castle Mingus this past weekend but before we get into that I have some good news to share with you all. I've been asked to take part in the Scottish podcast collaboration project which is exactly what it sounds like. For a week in December, I will be collaborating, promoting, sharing various other Scottish podcasts and vice versa, which I think is absolutely amazing. I've said it before, I don't feel like there is a lot of crossover or promotion between a lot of Scottish podcasts for some reason. I don't really know why that is. I mean, I shout people out all the time. It doesn't really take away from my show or what I'm doing. I feel like the reason people listen is about 80% because of you and your personality and your vibe and you are the only you so I don't really see how it would take away from you to promote somebody else's stuff. When I started there were only a handful of Scottish podcasts so I'm very proud that there are a bunch more regardless of the subject matter. Um, I actually got a message from someone a week or two ago saying that it's hard to find a Scottish podcast that isn't shite and if you're listening you know exactly who you are and thank you for saying that I'm not shite, it is the biggest compliment I've ever had and it made my day. But yes, this project will be taking place in December, there will hopefully be some online media, some magazines and all kinds of things, um, even some small businesses involved but I will let you know all of the details as soon as I get them and everything's finalised I thought I would just kind of let you know right now because it's exciting Uh, yeah and I can give you all the information that you need when I get it so exciting stuff this year is starting to look drastically better than the last four that I've had so far so I'm looking forward to it and I hope that you guys can find some other podcasts that you like to listen to another thanks to anyone that reached out about my wee chinwag episode last week Uh, I know I talked about mental health and stuff like that so I really appreciate that it was nice to hear that I'm not the only one who has felt the way that I felt and uh, yeah I'm just glad that you enjoyed listening to it and I wasn't overshading. A wee reminder I will be visiting Loch Ness on the 1st of June with my cousin Sasha and her fiance Shay. I'm very very excited about that. I can't believe that I'm Scottish and never been to Loch Ness. It kind of feels like a crime but I am ticking it off the list in June. If you have anywhere in the area that you want me to check out just let me know. A lot of people got in touch and told me to check out Bullskin House and I've Kind of had a wee look and jotted it down. So we are going to try uh, and check that out. So thank you very much to everybody who sent me that. I'll also be in Perth next week to do another tour with History and Horror Tours. It will be my first walking tour and it's at night so that should be interesting and I'm hoping that I have loads of stories to tell you from that. And that's pretty much everything that I have to update you on so let's just get into my first ghost hunt. So as many of you will already know, this past Friday myself and Sasha were invited to do a ghost hunt slash vigil with Lynn from History and Horror Tours at Castle Mingus. As you can imagine, we absolutely jumped at the chance. Neither of us have ever done anything like that before and I was super interested to see if we would actually experience anything paranormal. In terms of history of the castle itself, I will link the website in the episode description where you can get all the information you would ever need and more. I don't want to talk too much about the history or the stories from the tour because I would much rather that you visited the place for yourself if you're interested in that kind of thing. I mean, the place is pretty much self-funded through various trusts, tours, event hire, donations, admissions, all that kind of stuff. So I would really urge you to go give them a wee visit or donate if you can. The castle is open in daylight hours. It's open to visitors Monday to Saturday from 10.30am until 4.30pm and Sundays from 2pm till 4.30pm. The admission price is very reasonable in my opinion and you will find all that on their website and you're able to, you are able to just visit and roam around at your own kind of leisure and at your own pace and there's even a wee tea room where you can sit down and have a wee at and take a breather. So I kind of just wanted to talk about my own experiences in this episode uh, as well as Sasha's and just my general thoughts of the place um, and what I thought of the the experience as a, as a whole. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be more of a conversation. I'm kind of just going to take you through basically my day, getting there, seeing the place for the first time, you know, introducing, getting introduced to everybody, all that kind of stuff. So, Castle Mingus is about an hour and 40-minute drive from where I live in Glasgow. It's located west of a wee village called Wim, which is near Aberfeldy. The drive from where we were is gorgeous, breathtaking. Loads of hills, lakes, greenery, animals. We've seen a lot of deer. Uh, We've seen some hairs and stuff like that. So, all that good stuff that, you know, is good for the soul, but you don't really get to see much of it in the city. So, yeah, the drive alone is worth it, in my opinion. The very, like, last portion of the drive, um, Sasha Satnav took us through this kind of small dirt road that had, like, houses on either side. So, it was kind of like... It was kind of like a rural estate, if you know what I mean. You could only fit one car up the road basically we seen a few of the locals where we were driving up and they kind of waved at us, we waved back you know everything was fine and dandy but then we got to like the, then we got to this like really large like wooden gate that had to obviously be opened by one of us to let the car through so Sasha got out of the car to open the gate and she asked me if I could see the woman standing behind us so I kind of glanced in the rear view mirror and there was this like old woman standing in the middle of the road with long white hair and an apron on. And she was just staring at us. Like hunched over. Just staring at us. Like we had just run over our dog or something. Like she wasn't happy. But she just. She didn't move or nothing. She just stood there and stared at us. I get I, I do get it. Like we're strangers and we're passing by our house. That is kind of weird. And she was probably just curious. But it was. She was absolutely terrifying. Um, just standing there. Like staring at us. She was like something. It was like something for a horror movie. But when you get through that gate. And you just drive so you're driving down this like little dirt road with trees on either side. Um, and then the trees kinda clear and you just see the castle sitting on its own in the middle of like this green, green grass and it's like a proper castle. It's really, really stunning. Um, and like I said, it's just sitting on its own, like, against this, like, really, really big hill. So, we were kind of taken aback because it was, like, we'd been to barnet House, which is more like a house, a manor type of thing, but this was, like, much, much bigger. So, we were kind of, like, in awe as soon as we seen it. We were far too early, so we kind of just parked up outside, took a few pictures, walked around the property, and we just had a wee girly chat about things. There's a few, like... Paths like footpaths that you can walk around the place. Um, that people were kind of walking with their dogs and stuff. So we just took a wee walk up one of those dark paths, and we actually seen a woman on a horse. And if you know me personally, you'll know that I'm really really scared. I'm actually petrified of horses. I'll just be honest. So yeah, that went fantastic. Uh, The closer the horse got, the faster my heart raced. But luckily the woman stopped just before she got to us and told us that the horse was just a baby, even though it was about seven feet tall and that she was going to turn around. So I was absolutely grateful for that. But yeah, like I said, we just kind of walked about and took a few photographs. Had a, had a bit of a laugh, and then everybody kind of started arriving. More cars started to appear, and then the manager of the building, Scott, he came out and he greeted us and he let us inside. Scott is a very nice man, he's very warm, he's very welcoming, he kind of just has that warm kind of aura to him. And then we all just gathered in the kitchen uh, with Lynn. I think there was maybe like 12 of us this time. Before, there was maybe like five or six of us, so there was a, the group was a lot bigger this time. And yeah, so we kind of just gathered in the kitchen. And Scott gave us a wee rundown of safety things that we should be aware of, like all the exits and so on, where we should go in the event of a fire, all that kind of stuff. The old the the building is very old as well. Um, some of the walls are still like stone and stuff like that. And a lot of the stairs are the original stairs that are made from stone, so some of them are a bit uneven. So he kind of just told us about that, told us to be very aware of stuff like that. And yeah, that was that. So Scott left, uh, he locked us in, and then when took over, gave us some background about the castle, what we would be doing throughout the night and then she just kind of talked us through some of the equipment that we were going to be using to help us find any ghosties that might have been hiding around the place and that was that, off we kind of went. So just to give you a kind of brief summary of what this night is about, Um, it was Essentially, a ghost hunt. So, we were in the dark, we had ghost hunting equipment, we had like EMF EMF de- uh, detectors, we had torches, we had candles, we had motion sensor lights, we had night vision torches, we had, we had a whole load of different things. It was like a proper ghost hunt and the, we kind of were just going to be walking about this castle, basically just us and seeing if we could find any ghosts. So that's kind of what the night was supposed to be. In terms of what happened during that night, Sasha and I did experience a few things that were a wee bit odd, they were a wee bit unexplainable. So instead of me taking you through the entire tour, I'm just going to kind of cover what we seen what we felt, what rooms we felt them in and just our general experiences. I don't want to talk on behalf of other people or anything like that so I'm just going to keep it very personal to me and Sasha and I hope you, I hope that's okay with you. But in terms of just like things that happened throughout the night, there was a lot of noises that were unexplained, there was a lot of lights that were unexplained, noises such as doors closing on their own, footsteps a lot of conversations that sounded like they were taking place in other rooms when nobody was there. And I just want to preface all of this by saying there are no scare actors on these tours. This is real, as real as it gets. There's there's just you, Lynn, the other people that are, that are joining you on the night. And like I said, Scott closes the door behind you and locks it. Nobody gets in, nobody gets out. It's very much that, so I would 100% say there is nobody else in the building that's making noises or doing things like that to try and get a reaction out of people. It's very, very real. So, like I was saying, there was a load of noises like banging, footsteps, voices in other rooms, a lot of conversations that we could hear. Um, There was also music. A few times we could hear music playing in other rooms when there was nobody in them as well. Um, and yeah that was kind of happening throughout the night nothing that particular that I'll talk about but yeah those kinds of things were happening seeing things out the corner of your eye all that kind of stuff those things definitely were happening to not just me and Sasha but to the other members that were there as well so the first major thing that happened that I want to talk about happened to myself uh, and this was in the smoking room which I think was on the second floor and it was just off the pink room. If you follow me on Instagram, go have a wee look at the photos I've posted. I tried to take as many as I possibly could, but it was at night and it was in the dark. So I could only get a few in good light before the sun went down. But I managed to get a good, uh, a few good pictures of the pink room and the smoking room that I'm talking about right now. Um, but yeah, in the smoking room, which is where the men would go after dinner to kind of wind down, have a cigar, have some whiskey or some brandy and just basically have a wee chat uh, and talk shit, really. That's what it was used for. Um, It's a very dark room. The walls are very dark and there's only really two windows and they're kind of in like wee alcoves so there's not a lot of light getting into that room. It's also very musty. It's very, you can very much smell cigars in the room and tobacco when you walk into it. So we decided to split the team into men and women and all of the women went into the smoking room um, to try and see if we could provoke a reaction, we were presence because obviously that room is said to be haunted by male spirits and when those people were alive it was men that were in that room. There were no women allowed in that room. So while we were standing in there, we were hearing a load of things and there was another member um of the group who was experiencing some really strange stuff on the other side of the room. But myself, I was standing on the other side on my own and there was a like a chaise long in one of the corners and I was standing in front of it and I was just standing there on my own and I wasn't really paying attention to anything I was kind of just taking in the kind of feeling of the room and I was looking about because there's a lot of artifacts in some of these rooms as well and things like that So I was kind of looking around and just getting a feel of the room and I started to hear like really heavy breathing behind me in the corner. I didn't really think anything of it at the time because I just presumed that it was another person in the room that was breathing really, really heavy and it kind of went on for about a minute or two and then I realised that it was literally coming from directly behind me because it was getting closer and closer to my ear. Obviously when I realised that there was nobody standing behind me, I started to kind of go, right, this is a bit odd. I didn't freak out or anything like that, I just was like, okay, this is happening. Now, (laughs) I know I was standing in front of a chaise long, okay, and it was heavy breathing that I could hear, so I have no idea what was going on behind me, but I just slowly kind of stepped away from the noise and joined the other group on the other side of the room and tried to kind of like just distance myself from the noise, and then I turned around and looked to see, obviously, what was going on, but there was nobody there, it was just the corner of the room. I'll be honest with you though, the corner of the room looked a lot darker than the rest of the room. I don't know if that was just because of what I was hearing, but I felt like that corner was very, very dark in comparison to the rest of the room. Lynn asked me if I was okay, and I told her that I could hear heavy breathing behind me in that corner, and two other people then said that they heard it as well, but they were the same, they just assumed that it was coming from somebody else in the group. And then at that point, I heard something on the ceiling, directly above me, and My mind immediately thought of every single demon movie I had ever seen. I was picturing things crawling on the ceiling and I didn't really want to wait, look up. But then, the strangest sensation came over my entire body. The only way I can describe this feeling is, you know when you're in a car or you're in a lift and you go over a hill or you drop really quickly And you know that horrible feeling that you get in your stomach? That is exactly what I felt. I felt like my entire body moved or dropped, even though I was standing completely still. I got really, really warm and I I genuinely thought I was going to faint. Like, I genuinely felt like every piece of energy just literally left my body. Lynn was standing beside me and she kind of put her hand on my shoulder and asked if I was okay. And I just said no, that I wasn't okay, that I felt like I was going to faint. So she asked me to step out of the room, um, which I did. Uh, so I left the room and joined like and, and joined the the men in the pink room. And my legs were com- like completely turning into jelly. Like I was totally shaking up. And when I joined the men in the pink room, I just had like a wee seat and tried to sit down and like take a wee breather. And honestly, within like a minute, not even a minute, I felt absolutely fine. The the feeling completely left me. I felt absolutely fine. I cooled down, and I was just chatting to the eh, I was just chatting to the men that was in the other group and I was absolutely fine so I have absolutely no idea what that was that I felt why I felt it and it's not something that I've, that's ever happened to me before ever in my life especially when I'm just standing still for it to then completely leave me when I leave the room if there is a logical explanation for that I would love to hear it because I genuinely can't think of anything that can explain that I had eaten I had drank plenty of water I wasn't ill, there was nothing like that, so I genuinely have no idea what that was, and it was just very, very, very strange. Upstairs again in Bonnie Prince Charlie's room, the group had been kind of split into two separate rooms, so we could hear the other group in the other room because it was just kind of down a couple of steps into the right, so we could hear them in there, but the door was closed, their, their voices were muffled, and we were in the other room. But the room that we were in had the door slightly opened and it was off of a spiral staircase so you could see there was a light shining uh, on the staircase and you could so it kind of lit up the stairs so while we were kind of standing there and Lynn was just telling us a bit about the history and the stories of the room and stuff like that and I kind of glanced over at the door and seen something move across the door like outside of the door it was very very big It was just completely black, there was no features, there was no shape to it, it was just something moving, not even very quickly, it just moved across the door as if somebody was standing outside and walked past it, but it moved and kind of went up the spiral staircase and disappeared. So I like immediately interrupted one's story apologized and said sorry to interrupt like I've just seen something at that that door and Lynn said that she had seen it at the corner of her eye as well but she kind of just never said nothing we went and had a look there was absolutely nobody there the all the other uh, members of the group were in that room with the door closed it wasn't like somebody had walked up the staircase and walked past the door there was absolutely nobody there so I'm again I'm not 100% sure what that could have been but it was very very big it wasn't small because there is a spirit of a young boy said to be seen on those stairs, like running up and down the stairs. It wasn't small, it was very, very big. So I'm not 100% sure what that could have been, but i definitely seen it. Now the last room we kind of spent a lot of time in was upstairs again. So, <laughs> there's a lot of stairs in this place, and I had Jade and Doc Martens on, which are extremely heavy, so walking up down the stairs all night, um, I, f- I felt like I put in a shift at the gym. But yeah, I was upstairs, I, f- I'm, I f- totally forget the name of this room, so I'm very sorry, but it's kind of like a museum kind of room, there's a lot of things on display, there's a lot of glass cases, all that kind of stuff. It's a massive room, um, and at this point in the night, it was absolutely pitch black, so you, it was... It was the dead of night, there's no lights, it's pitch black, so it's very, very eerie. There is an atmosphere there. We did have torches and stuff like that, but there were no actual physical lights on. And at the back of this room, there was like a smaller room that was said to be like the guards' room, so when this castle was in operation, that's when all the guards would have slept and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that room was way, way, way at the back, but you could still see the doorway and there was a light kind of being casted from somewhere. So you could kind of see into that room. But while we were in that big room, we had a load of things happened. Um, we were hearing voices in other parts of the castle. We were hearing bangs. We had a motion sensor light uh, that we placed at the doorway, kind of facing the spiral staircase. And it was going off like quite frequently. And the only way that should be going off is if something passes in front of it. So, we kind of tried to make contact with whatever was making this light go off, which was very interesting. But something that kept happening that was really, really weird, my cousin and I kept, like, drifting towards each other. So, like, I noticed if she would walk to one side of the room, I would just immediately walk after her and stand beside her and vice versa. Obviously, that's not weird saying that because it's like you're in a dark room and you obviously want to stand beside somebody that you know. But, like, it was literally... Simultaneously, like she would move and I would move beside her, but we started seeing stuff. Like I was literally seeing things moving in front of my face, and I don't know if it's the dark, and you know how your your eyes play tricks on you in the dark, but I was legitimately seeing things moving right in front of my face. So I told Sasha, "Can I whisper to her?" And she agreed. She was like, "I'm seeing things as well," but at that point. She was kind of getting a migraine and her eyes were kind of strained from the dark and going from a light room to a dark room and stuff like that. So she out as well wasn't sure if what she was seeing was actually what she was seeing. But that room right at the back, we had kind of positioned ourselves but we were kind of closer to it than the rest of the group. And both of us were kind of kept glancing to the doorway and the both of us said to one another that we thought that we could see somebody, like a human being standing in the room kind of peeking out of the doorway going back again peeking out of the doorway and the both of us could see it but again we don't know if it was just our eyes playing tricks in us but the more we looked like the more we seen it like we were literally just staring at it and it was it was like it was a human being it looked like a human being was standing in that doorway looking at us going away for a wee bit coming back and looking at us again going away for a wee bit and then it just looked like somebody was moving about the room there was nobody in that room there was no noise coming from that room it's a very old building so even when you walk like the, the floorboards creak there was nothing coming from the room so we don't I, again I don't want to keep saying this but we don't know if what we were seeing was Legitimate, or if it was just our eyes trying to adjust the light, or whatever it was, but we one hundred percent believe that we could see somebody moving in that room for a good like 10-20 minutes. We were just standing, staring at this room. We had EMF detectors as well that were kind of placed on the glass cases around the room, and they were going off pretty frequently as well. So there was a lot of stuff going on in that room. A lot of, uh, a lot of noise. A lot of things that we were seeing, um, motion sensor lights were going off, EMF detectors were going off, and we could hear noises in other parts of the castle. Um, Another thing that was happening quite frequently, which apparently does happen quite frequently, is a lot of the lights are on automatic sensors, so when you walk into a room it comes on, like I needed to explain that to you, but you know what I mean. But some of them aren't, some of them are still switches, but um, at night all of the lights are switched off, so they shouldn't uh, be on, like in theory they just shouldn't be on lights were on in rooms that they shouldn't have been when we walked into them um, and when we tried to turn them off they wouldn't turn off so we don't know how to explain that either but the event ran over time-wise and we had to leave just because Sasha was getting very tired like I said she had a migraine and stuff and we had an hour and 40 minutes to drive back to Glasgow so we just decided to leave um, because I didn't want her driving feeling like that. The roads are already quite dangerous, it's night time, it had been raining so we just decided to leave, but before we left, David, one of the volunteers, who is absolutely lovely by the way, we absolutely love him, he's so endearing, he took us both up to the turret room just to let us have a wee look before we left, and guys, let me tell you, I would get married in this room, I tried to take pictures, but my phone was like playing up, it wouldn't let me take a picture, and when it did, it was like distorting them, so like you couldn't actually make out what the picture was it was it really it was really really weird but the room kind of has like a very very high ceiling but it's like a triangle ceiling there's exposed beams there's a lot of wood fixtures all that kind of stuff and it's just absolutely gorgeous it's just totally my vibe like the wood and the rustic feel I loved it Um, and there's also like a wee turret room in there so you can kind of go up these wee steps into the turret and you can look out Um, But yeah, there was a really weird feeling in that room that I can't explain, Um, and then obviously my phone acting like that, I've no idea why. Uh, But nothing really happened, like, um, activity-wise, but we were only in it for, like, a couple of minutes, and then David kindly escorted us out of the building. And let me tell you something, walking through a castle at night, through stone corridors and stone staircases, is absolutely terrifying. When the lights are off, it is a completely different ball game. It is so scary, and I was fully expecting somebody to jump out and like scare us, or like somebody to shout or scream for the side. But obviously, that never happened. We did make it to the front door, but it's so scary at night. Like there's just a different, there's a different atmosphere in there. And the building manager Scott, who we had talked to quite a bit through the night, he was telling us that he has to live there, so he doesn't really like to hear about the things that go on in the experiences because he has to be there every single day so he kind of just takes each day as it comes and doesn't really dwell on it much but he was telling us that during the day when he goes in he says hello to everybody and goes about his day and does his work and for the most part it goes about and he does things and isn't he doesn't get bothered by anything but he says at night um there's like a he can tell when it's time to leave because there's like a there's like an actual change in the atmosphere like the building becomes very very cold and he says that there's just a completely different energy and that's when he says he needs to leave and he gets up and he goes downstairs and he tells all the spirits like thank you for not scaring me and he leaves and I totally felt that like during the day it's such a beautiful place like it's gorgeous just walking about and seeing it but at night time Obviously, everything does feel different at at night because it's the dark, it's, you know, all the scary thoughts go through your mind. But it is so scary just walking about it on your own. There's loads of different, like, windy corridors and to get to the bathroom, there's, like, you have to go down, like, three corridors. And there's, there's, like, holes in the stone that you can see into other rooms and it's pitch black. So it's absolutely, it is really, really scary, but we did make it. We made it to the front door and very quickly ran outside and got into the car because it was very dark outside as well. When we drove off, uh, we kind of reached that gate that I was telling you about with the woman, and I volunteered to get out and open it. But when I got out of the car, the path was pitch black, like pitch black. And because the car's brake lights were on, it lit up the entire road like bright red, like bright red. It was like a horror film and I was fully expecting that old woman to appear in the middle of the road by an axe. She didn't, but I don't think I've ever moved so quick in Doc Martens it in my entire life, let me tell you something. But of course it didn't end there. Uh, with me, it never does. Uh, I got home, I had a wee snack and I kind of settled down uh, to go to bed. Uh, I lay down, I didn't think much of the night. I was actually in quite high spirits because I enjoyed myself. I had a good time and I fell asleep. I woke up um, in the middle of the night because I heard a door open in my house. And the doors in my house, when you open them, they make that like really annoying creaky sound. So I heard a door open, but I didn't know if it was just, you know how when you hear things in your sleep and you just, you don't know if you heard it or not. But when I opened my eyes, I fully seen a human, I'm saying human being, it wasn't a human being. I've fully seen a figure standing at the side of my bed which then made me sit up quicker than I've ever sat up in my life. My heart was racing, I was full blown cold sweats but when I sat up and kind of gathered myself it wasn't there so I just assumed that I had, I don't know if that was the subconscious mind or whatever that was but when I looked at my phone it was 3.33 which I'm a big believer in um, synchronicities and all that kind of stuff. The fact it was 3.33, I heard the door open and I seen a figure, I was like, yeah, that's great, Um, I've totally brought something home with me again, I've brought a wee pal home. There's other things that have happened as well that I'm not going to talk about because you'll probably think I'm absolutely bonkers, but there's been things happening that are a bit odd that never happen and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I've brought a wee pal home for this castle, Um, but yeah, I... I'm going to just say right here and now, I completely wholeheartedly believe that Castle Mingus is haunted, 100%. I'd seen things that night I can't explain, I experienced things I can't explain, I felt a sensation that I'd never felt in my entire life and I can't, again, I can't explain. So to me, that place is haunted. The entire experience as a whole was amazing, I would love to come back and do it again. Our guideline was amazing, she made sure we were all comfortable, we were all safe throughout the night. She also did an amazing job at keeping everyone engaged which must be hard sometimes with larger groups we also had a few people on in, uh, in the group who were skeptics didn't believe so i could kind of tell that some of them were getting a bit bored and they were kind of taking the piss a bit which was annoying but um my hat's off to lynn for trying to keep everybody engaged and i had an amazing time and i know sasha did as well we had a wee coffee break about 11 and we got to talk to scott a wee bit more which was really good he told us a wee bit more about his, his experiences and a bit more about the history of the place. Uh, we also got to see where they hold events there. Um, they do weddings and stuff as well. So if you're looking for a place to have a wedding, I would definitely look them up because we got to see the room and it's absolutely stunning. While we were in the room, I actually walked into a window um, like an absolute moron. Yeah, it was like a 15-foot window and I just clean walked straight into it. Um, luckily I had a hat on and it kind of, the cap hit the, the window before I did. <laughs> One of the boys that was on the, the tour seen it. One of the boys that was there with has seen it and laughed. But um, yeah, thankfully nobody else seen it. Um, it was quite embarrassing. But overall, I would highly recommend this experience if you are interested in the paranormal and would like to try it out. All the information you need to book will be in the episode description as well as the website for the castle itself. If you would rather visit during the day and have a wee nosy, they also do day tours. So yeah, go check that out as well. I'd like to thank Lynn and Gary for inviting me along again and allowing me to have this experience and I hope that I have many, many more. Like I said, I will be in Loch Ness and Perth next week, so loads of stuff to come, loads of stuff to talk about that I'm really excited about, and there seems to be a lot more coming in the year in general, so I'm excited about that too. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all in the next one. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye, folks.